This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Now we head to the Durbanville area to connect with Wendy Christine. She's a health coach and a wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. And uh, we, today we're talking about body odor and the effect of what we consume on our body odor. Morning, Wendy, and on one of the hottest days we've had yet. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Brad. Yes, it's a, a good day to be speaking about body odor. <laughs> so, you know, as soon as you bring it up, you've got people saying, Ah, oh, no, man, you can't be talking about this. That's not the kind of thing I want to hear in the morning while I'm having my post-toasties. But the truth is... You know, that's going to happen whether you like it or not. We inevitably go and pull out a spray out of the cupboard, you know, as we get dressed and ready for the day because we want to be the best that we can be involving smelling like roses or lavender or whatever, sandalwood or whatever blows your hair back. But uh, as always, we are going to be eating something and have been eating probably the same things for a very long time, having no idea that what we consume is actually going to have an effect on what's happening in our bodies and what comes out of our pores. And so I'm quite fascinated by all of this. And another thing is, it's all unique, isn't it, Wendy? Yes. Excuse me. So everybody has a unique body odor. Um, And it it can be pleasant and subtle, or it can be not so pleasant. So it depends on how the bacteria mixes with certain um, uh, compounds on the skin, with Mm. the fats and the lipids that are excreted through the sweat glands. Um, and yes, so that determines what, what, um, how your body smells. And then also what we're eating and how we're digesting and those kind of things will also have an impact. So is it kind of like waste um, as well That's uh, of, of what we're eating together with the bacterial action? Yes. So um, there's, a, there's, there's waste, obviously. So it's our waste that's been excreted. But then the bacteria in the process of consuming those lipids will um, uh, give off by- byproducts and toxins. And so it's that interaction that creates the smell. So um, is body odor just um, about what we eat? Um, or is it also about uh, we're different? Because I know some people, and you find them, let's say, in the gym environment, you'll see, wow, that guy's working really hard, and he doesn't look like he's sweating much, and the other guy, you look like you could wring out his, <laughs> his T-shirt. So are we just different in that way as well around the issue of perspiration? We, we definitely are different in that way. And um, it depends on our metabolism. It depends on our hormones. Um, it depends on what we've eaten, obviously. But there's, there's many factors. Some people sweat easily. Some people sweat, you know, they take a lot more effort to sweat. Um, but either way, there will still be a production of sweat in some form or another. And there'll still be bacteria on the skin that will be affected. Okay, so what is causing someone to say, oh, wow, this is one smelly business going down here? Uh, <laughs> you know, what's causing that, that smell? What is, what, what do we, in terms of what we're eating? Well, with, there's multiple foods that can cause that. Um, so foods can create a temporary change in your body odor, um, the type of food you're eating, the type of diet you're following. Um, but if, say, for example, you eat something like garlic. Now, garlic, we all know, smells. Mm. Some people smell worse with garlic than other people, and then again, it depends on the rate at which their bodies are able to metabolize that. But once it's been metabolized, that smell will dissipate. Oh. If they consume that food regularly, so if they eat it every single day, if they eat it three times a day, then that, that smell is going to hang around a little bit longer. Um, other foods that are very strong, like your spices, your garlics, your onions, your curries, those kind of things, they, they tend to be carried in the sweat, um, and they stay around in the body for a little bit longer. 
So we could, we'd want to pick foods uh, and say, well, garlic and spicy foods and onions and those kind of things that we usually associate with uh, having a bit of an odor. Does that have any connection with uh, body odor? It will definitely because those um, compounds will mix with the, with the sweat. They'll come through the pores. They'll mix with the bacteria on the skin and it creates a different type of odor. Once they go through the digestive system, there's another process that takes place. So you've got it mixing with either producing gases or mixing with your digestive juices. And in that breakdown process, it creates different smelling gases as well. So the type of food that you eat will be a type of gas and the way that your body's metabolizing that will depend on the type of gas and how much. All right, Wendy, you just seem to have disappeared. Are you still with us? I am, yes. Okay, good. You're back. Um, so what about... A healthy diet, you know, lots of fruit and veggies and that sort of a thing. Is that going to change uh, the way you might smell? Yes. So your fruits and vegetables, especially your vegetables and your green vegetables, are considered to be deodorizers. So the studies always show that uh, the people that consume those healthy diets, that they have a varied amount of uh, fruits and vegetables in their diet, seem to have a much more pleasant body odor, regardless of how much they're sweating. Um, whereas those who consume higher amounts of carbohydrates, um, sugars, those kind of things have much less pleasant-smelling um, sweat. Um, and then what about consuming large uh, quantities of carbohydrates? Um, you know, that necess- seems fairly neutral if you think about it. No, well, carbohydrates break down to sugars and yeast, and, uh, and so there's an alcohol fermentation process that happens. So they definitely give off a much more pungent smell. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, carbohydrates, not, not great if you're consuming those in high amounts. And the meat eaters? Meat eaters, again, due to the fact that that, needs to be, that protein needs to be broken down, they can, if you're having high amounts of meat, that can definitely change your body odor. It would be a lot less pleasant. Okay, so we've touched on a whole lot of things that seem like uh, they've got a lot to do with what's going on in, uh, in, in what you eat. But, but what about things like stress, uh, anxiety? Can that have an effect? Yes, definitely, because it, it pushes up cortisol levels, which are your stress hormones, and it, it, it stimulates the nervous system, and thereby causes you to sweat more. You know, if you're in a stressful situation, um, you, you do sweat more. So, it, again, it depends on the type of, um, of type of bacteria that's on the skin and how, how your body responds to that, but you definitely would have more of a, a sweat. And the, the, the thing with um, stress sweat is it, it smells different to to smooth, to food sweat. Hmm. So, uh, what about somebody who's diabetic? Um, and I know you've made mention of that. How, how does that affect um, our kind of things we're talking about this morning? Well, diabetics, especially those with unmanaged blood sugar levels, the ones that get um, very high blood sugar, um, they can uh, develop a condition called diabetic ketoacidosis, which is quite dangerous. Um, it's a buildup of ketones in the in the system. Um, and they would really need to seek medical attention, but they get this fruity smell on their breath. Um, but th- by the same token, people who are following a ketogenic diet can do the same thing. They would also have a change in body odor due to the fact that they, pro- that they are producing ketone bodies as, as opposed to the normal way of mm. breaking down fats and sugars. Um, and then um, alcohol, I'm guessing, can also have, because uh, you know this might sound unkind, but we all know somebody who enjoys drinking alcohol, and very often, even the day after they've had it, you can say, um, wow, you can almost smell that coming off them, you know, <laughs> in the next day. Yes. So it goes into the bloodstream. 
it seeps through the pores and then obviously it comes through the sweat the next day. Hmm. Um, and if you've had a lot to drink, you know, your body's you're dehydrated, your body's not doing so well. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's going to contribute to an excess smell on the, on the body as well. So uh, let's have a look at some foods that also produce odors. Uh, one I think that always always got a bit of a bad rap uh, is asparagus, which incidentally I love. Yes. So asparagus is very healthy. <clears throat> but there's a compound in there called mercaptan, which needs to be broken down in the digestive system. And it's that process of breaking it down that creates that smelly urine. Um, any other foods that we would consider to be healthy, like vegetables and some uh, uh, cruciferous vegetables that might have the same effect? Yes, so your cruciferous vegetables, um, those are your broccoli, your cauliflower, your cabbage, and your Brussels sprouts. They are sulfur-rich foods, so any of your sulfur-rich foods are going to potentially cause gas. But um, if you are unable to break down those sulfur compounds, then you have flatulence that smells like rotten eggs. <laughs> um, which is not very clear. <laughs> no. And then your your uh, beetroot is another one that is oh. uh, quite high in methyl. Um, and when that breaks down in the digestive system, it breaks um, down to a substance called trimethylamine, which can result in a very pronounced fishy smell. Oh. So the types of foods that you're having and the breakdowns and the byproducts create different smelling um, sort of gases. Um, and then what about uh, most people's favorites for the morning, some coffee? Coffee, so there's two components to the coffee. The coffee, first of all, stimulates the nervous system, um, so it can increase sweating. It generally makes you warm, so that also increases the sweating. Um, But it's highly acidic, so it causes the mouth to dry out. And then because there's a lack of saliva in the mouth, there's an increased production of oral bacteria, and then that can create um, bad breath. So let's go back a little bit to the, the, the vegetables you were talking about, the Brussels sprouts, the, the broccoli and the like. I mean, yes. would, is there something similar coming then from general high-fiber foods as well? Yes. So foods, especially if you're eating a large amount of high-fiber foods, they um, contain gases such as hydrogen, carbon, carbon dioxide and methane. And that needs to get digested in the large intestine and it produces these gases. So if you are eating very large quantities of these high-fiber foods, then the flatulence that you are producing is going to have a really unpleasant smell. And then that's going to also manifest itself in, your, in the way your body smells through your pores. Correct. Yes. Yes. Hmm. I'm fascinated by all of these things because most of we, we, we like to pick certain things and assume they're the cause and happily go on doing lots of other things and then, then curious about all of these things. And then let's end up with a mention of, of uh, metabolic disorders that uh, can make a person incapable of metabolizing protein. So this is specifically proteins in fish, um, and it is a condition called trimethylaminuria. And it's a metabolic disorder, as you said, and it, it, the person is in, in, unable to break down the, the proteins in the fish. So when they eat fish, hmm. it results in a really bad body odor. So very similar to you know, the, the compounds in the beetroot, they have this very fishy that hangs about with them, but it's, it's overpowering. <laughs> I'm, I've got a giggle going on here because um, you know, so often we say, well, we've got to make healthier food choices. And you've named a whole lot of healthy food choices that are going to leave us going, what's that smell? Is it me? Uh, so what's the, what's the answer here? I mean, do we also have to make peace with the fact that this is just, I smell like I smell, I'm going to make an effort, but I like to eat what I eat and drink what I drink, and so I'm just going to have to roll with it? Well, I think the, the, the key is always variety and variation. 
So, you know, if you're eating the same foods all the time um, and, and you know that they're in your specific instance for creating body odor, then you just need to rotate them. And as I said earlier, if we deodorize, if you like, with um, lots of green leafy vegetables and um, healthy, you know, healthy fruits and healthy vegetables and we care, we, we're eating a, a varied diet, then we are much less likely to have those unpleasant body smells. You know, and some people might need a little bit more assistance with digestion. And if you know that you don't digest protein well, then, you know, reduce your quantities or eat it less often. But um, there's certainly ways around it. It's not that you, we all need to stop eating all these healthy foods. Mm. Uh, you know, carry on eating them. Also understand that if this is what you eat asparagus and your urine smells, it's quite normal. Um, it'll go away. Increase your consumption of water um, and healthy fluids because that's also going to help to flush out those toxins and, and those smells much more quickly. Fascinating conversation indeed coming your way right here on Breakfast with Wendy Christin, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Wendy, thanks for this uh, interesting topic. Fascinated by all that you've got to say. And if there are people listening to say, oh, I missed half of that, don't worry, the podcast will be up for you a little bit later on this morning. To you, Wendy, cheers to a pleasant smelling day. Thank you so much, Brad. Have a great day, too. Bye-bye. This NZ was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.